Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Russell Broderick Podcast. It is November 29th, 2017, and a late happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We are just about a week removed from Turkey Day, and I know what I was doing on Thanksgiving. I was watching a shit ton of football. I have been so invested in this year's NFL season. It's been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, more specifically, I've been super into fantasy football. I have dominated my season-long fantasy league. I am 8-4. and four. I am first place, and I have the first round bye in the playoffs pretty much locked up at this point. And I am having a blast playing DraftKings. So what I thought I'd do today, something a little different on the show. I feel like I have an educated enough opinion at this point to give you guys a decent forecast on this week's game slate. So, without any further ado, let's go! Let's go! Alright, up first we have the Washington Redskins traveling to Jerry World to go up against the Dallas Cowboys in a division matchup. Uh, there's a couple of key players that I think you want to start in this one. Mainly the entire Washington Redskin passing game. By that I mean Kirk Cousins, who always plays better in the second half of the year. He's going for 6,600 on DraftKings. I think he's going to go low-owned because you have Roethlisberger on this slate. You got Carson Wentz on this slate. You got Russell Wilson on this slate. And I think Cousins has a chance to have a better game than all of them. You could totally make the case for it. Dallas's defense has played terrible. And with their offense not being able to back them up, I just think that everything's in Washington's side of the court. So I would play all your Redskins. Cowboys, I used to have Dak Prescott as my starter in season long. And fortunately, the rest of my team was able to hold me up and get me through the weeks. But I am now starting Case Keenum. So, (laughs) and I think I'm probably going to end up dropping Prescott. So we will see. If you really want to hold out on him till the fantasy playoffs or the final when Zeke comes back, I think that'll be his next good game. Until then, I think you either drop Prescott or keep him on your bench permanently. All right, up next, we got the Dolphins taking on the Broncos in Miami. Broncos are favored by one and a half, so not saying much. I guess they think Vegas thinks the game could go either way. Here's the thing. I think that everybody who's into fantasy knows that Miami's defense is not good. But what I don't think is how bad this pass defense has been for the Broncos. Over the last four games, the Broncos, the Denver Broncos, with Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr., this vaunted no-fly zone, 
12 touchdowns in their last four games given up through the air to no and no interceptions crazy and now Aqib Tlaib is going to be out this game so I think that Landry probably gets shadowed by Chris Harris which makes an amazing spot for Devontae Parker to come in and have a big game he hasn't had a big game since the beginning of the year he had a 21 point fantasy game in week three since then 12 he had one point two 12 games uh another one point game nothing really any good i think he's gonna have extreme low ownership i think people are gonna be completely out on him and with jay cutler at the helm even though the jury's well the jury's back he's terrible he has been terrible this season. But if you keep it away from Harris, who I think is going to be guarding Landry, and Cutler likes to throw it to Parker. When Cutler was healthy and wasn't going through his own injury issues, Parker was getting a lot of the targets, which is probably why he had a good beginning of the year. I would go big on Devontae Parker. I, I almost want to lock him into any DraftKings lineup you set. Devontae Parker, I'm positive, is going to have a big game. If he's on your waiver wire pick him up i think i don't know if every week parker will be good but if you're looking for a streamer wide receiver this week i don't know why because all the bye weeks are done pick him up otherwise dfs i think he's a lock definitely a lock to have a big game at 4500 that's as that's as much as the most expensive defense so i think it's a cheap pickup at wide receiver and can open up more expensive plays for you anything else on this board obviously with Paxton Lynch not being in the lineup and now they bring in I'm pretty sure it's Simeon again yeah they're bringing back in Trevor Simeon you can start Thomas and Sanders you might as well Miami's defense is if (laughs) if the Broncos are first with 12 passing touchdowns allowed in the last four games the Dolphins are second with 11. So, <laughs> as I said before, the Dolphins, they are not a good pass defense. They can be exploited. It's just a matter of do you trust Simeon to get the job done and actually make that happen. Now, here's the other thing. The Broncos have allowed 12 passing touchdowns. Their weak spot all season has been the tight end. We've seen huge games from tight ends this season. Julius Thomas, who Coach Gase, Coach Adam Gase, has said will get more involved with the offense as we get later in the season, I think he might be a good option. He had six targets last week, four targets the week before. He's got a couple of touchdowns on the year. I I think he has a big opportunity here. Him and Parker, I think, are the two guys who really stand a chance to have a big impact on this game. Yeah, Thomas and Sanders are, are always good, but I, I'd say lock button on Devontae Parker. I think he's in for a huge game this week. Up next, we have the long-anticipated debut of the one, the only, Jimmy Jesus, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> as his 49ers travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Now, this is the first ever game for Jimmy Garoppolo, as I've just said. So, what do you do when you're starting your first game in the middle of the season and you have a very smart, offensive-minded head coach? You have a very 
running back centric offense for that week. Through the last four weeks, no running back has been targeted through the air more than Carlos Hyde. He has 36 targets since week eight. I had a Le'Veon Bell, I had a Camara, I had a McCaffrey, I had all of them. He has been targeted more times from the running back position in the last four weeks than anybody. He is going for a rock bottom 5,900 on DraftKings. Insane. That's a must pick up. Carlos Hyde is a lock-in to any lineup that you have this week. The Bears rank 32nd against <laughs> against the run. Not to be outdone, San Francisco ranks 31st. <laughs> and in a game that you're in the windy city of Chicago, weather is always an X-factor. I think both running backs are in play here. Howard and Hyde start them both. You might even want to start them both on the same lineup if you're doing DraftKings. Um, I don't think either of those guys will be in a, a waiver wire situation. I mean, always look, especially for somebody like Hyde. Uh, definitely want to pick those guys up if they're on waivers, but this is a more of a DFS thing. You want to start both those guys. If you want to start them in the same lineup, do it. Those guys at 6,500 and 5,900 respectively, Howard and Hyde definitely are big time starts. Now, the Bears defense is going for 3,500. There are cheaper options that I'm going to get to that I think you'll have more success with because Garoppolo is not like when Trubisky came in, we really weren't sure what he was going to do when he got into NFL action. We've seen a very small sample size of Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think with the coaching of Kyle Shanahan and his aptitude for the game, Garoppolo's aptitude for the game, I don't think he's going to have the worst first game ever. Maybe he'll throw a pick, but I don't think it'll be abysmal. I really don't. I think there are other quarterbacks that I'm going to get to that have a chance to play much worse, and we should use those defenses to try and rack up some points. But uh, also, Marquise Goodwin. If you think Garoppolo is going to have any kind of a good game in Chicago, I think for 4000 which is cheaper than the Jaguars defense, Marquise Goodwin. We saw a, lot, uh, a few weeks ago he had one catch for 83 yards, and it was a touchdown, so it was good for 17 points on that one play. He gets one of those, you hit your value. So last week he had 11 points. He had six targets. The week before that he's had eight. Ever since Pierre Garçon went out, uh, Goodwin has been the guy, and he's got Olympic speed, so he could always break one, always capable of breaking one. But yeah, that's that's who I think. Definitely want to pick up the two running backs from that matchup. All right, next up, we have Tommy Terrific and the New England Patriots going up against the Buffalo Bills with my man Slim Shady McCoy. Man, the Patriots defense at the beginning of the season was a defense we were attacking and exploiting because they had a bunch of new guys, mainly, uh, namely uh, Stefan Gilmore, who just got confused in the new defensive schemes but over the last four weeks they are fourth in fantasy points allowed uh as a defense so not a team you want to mess with anymore they have four picks over the last four games uh three fumbles um they're really playing well now and they are hitting their stride at the perfect time so in terms of bills if I'm 
I'm a LaShawn McCoy owner in my season long. Obviously, that's a that's a start. Uh, outside of that, Tyrod, I'd say be careful. He does have good games against the Patriots, but I think they're playing at a different level right now. I think Patriots, though, you start all of them. Brady, Cooks, Gronk. If Hogan comes back to play, probably not Hogan. I think you stick with Cooks for this week. Uh, you probably want to start Burkhead because the Bills are so bad against the run. I just don't like starting Patriots running backs because it's somebody different every week. One week it's Lewis and it's Burkhead. James White has been quiet for the past couple weeks. You never know when he's going to come back. I know he had a big game against Atlanta not too long ago. Um, Yeah, Bills have allowed the most rushing yards over the last four weeks, almost 700. They had that huge game, or they had a huge game dropped on them with Kamara and Ingram both going for 100 yards against them. You got to take advantage of them while they're while they're falling apart there on defense. And when you have Tom Brady going against them, sounds good to me as a start. Can't really go wrong there. He's he's the most expensive quarterback on the regular Sunday slate for DraftKings, which excludes the Thursday game, the Sunday night game, and the Monday game. But I think he's well worth the money at 7800 Definitely worth picking up. He'll probably... I could see him easily having a four-touchdown game this week. It's either that or Burkhead eats them all at the goal line. (laughs) But I definitely think Patriots win running away. Pretty straightforward. Brady, Cooks, Gronk, start them. And Burkhead if you're looking for a cheap running back at 5,000. All right, next we have the Chiefs versus the Jets in New York. The Chiefs are in a free fall, man. I, outside of... Travis Kelsey, who only got four targets last week. I don't know if I'd start anybody on Kansas City at this moment. I think they need to figure themselves out. And Kareem Hunt, man, he hasn't had a game above 10 points in four weeks, despite having a 22-carry game and an 18-carry game within that period of time. Here's the thing. Andy Reid likes to get cute with his play calling. He's been doing this since he was with the Eagles. His most successful running back that he ever had was Brian Westbrook. You know why? Because he was a receiver playing running back. (laughs) He would just leave leave the backfield and catch passes whenever. That's what Andy Reid wants out of a running back. And he, he was using him correctly to start the year. Okay. So many carries for Kareem Hunt and just so many different ways to use them. And they and they were able to get him passes out of the backfield the way Andy Reid likes. But now they, on third and short, they do little reverse moves or they, they do fake passes or they have Travis Kelsey throw interceptions. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't think, they don't do the obvious move. And sometimes the obvious move is the most simple move and it's the right move. And, like, you have Kareem Hunt just shove it down their throat. Like, it's it's pretty straightforward. But you can't tell the coach who's got as many winning seasons as he does, as Andy Reid does, under his belt, how to coach. But I, at Kareem Hunt, I will not be playing him fantasy-wise this week. The Jets are underrated defensively, and they do have a weak spot at tight end. 
but after four targets last week, they better they better get that back on track with Kelsey because he's had an outstanding year. Before before last week, he was getting 14 targets, nine targets, ten targets. He's had an 11 target game. He's he's been all over the place. He's been playing really well. He's gotten a lot of touchdowns. So maybe if you really want to start a chief, you could go Kelsey. I think there are better options at tight end this week. Um, but for the Chiefs, that'd be about it. On the Jets side, love their passing game. Robbie Anderson has been a star this year. He, he catches passes the same way Will Fuller catches passes. He he's, catches them long, and he can outrun everybody. And he, last week, had his best game of the year with two touchdowns and an insane catch in the back of the end zone. I think, I think he's gonna play very well. But they did raise his price a good amount. He's now at sixty-three hundred. Still fairly good for the value. I am pretty sure he's the Jets' number one option, or McCown's number one option. Um, so I definitely play Robbie Anderson. Austin Safarian Jenkins has just had the most unlucky season this year, despite having some decent games. He's just had some pretty unlucky breaks. I, I think he could have a big game this week. Uh, Kansas City, I think, is in a free fall, and I think this could... Maybe, maybe the Jets blow him out. Maybe this could be the surprise blowout where you're just where we look back at the end of Sunday night and we go, what the hell is wrong with the Chiefs? But I, I think the Jets are going to take him at home. I'll definitely start my Jets. Um, I guess if you, if you have Kareem Hunt in season long... Uh, I would not start Tyree Kill this week. Uh, he's had a streak of being good, then bad, then good, then bad. Every other week he plays well. And three straight weeks of being within in the teens. I don't know. He's due for a bad week at this point. I, I, I don't feel good starting him. I like, I like what the Jets are doing. He'll probably get coverage from Marshawn Lattimore, who has had a fantastic year this year. So, I... Do not trust the Chiefs to get a W here, I think. Like I said, I think we're going to look back Sunday night and go, Chiefs are in big-time trouble. Up next, we have the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. I, in terms of which way this game is going to go, I have no idea, but I hope it's a shootout. (laughs) That's all I want out of this game. I just want a major, major shootout. The over-under Vegas has for this game is 43.5, so they're expecting a pretty good game out of this. At least both teams to get 20, I would imagine. Uh, Both defenses here are not good. Both defenses here, especially against the pass, are very, very, very weak. And DeAndre Hopkins for 7,300 on DraftKings... I think it's too cheap. I think that's a huge mistake. This is a guy who gets targets no matter what defense he plays against. He's got to be averaging more than 10 targets a game. Let's see. Past five games, 10 targets, 9 targets, 14 targets, 16 targets, and 11 targets. This guy just gets the ball thrown at him and he gets to make a chance. Or he gets a chance to make the play, rather. So... I think you should start him at 7,300. He's less than Julio Jones. I think he'll get more targets this week than Julio Jones. 
I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is in a great spot here. Uh, Mariota, I would like Mariota more if he has been more consistent this season. I started with him as my quarterback in season long to start the year, and he had he played okay first couple weeks, and I, I was started to get nervous when he had a bad game against Cleveland, and now he's thrown six interceptions in the past two games, and I don't know how much I trust him against what should be a killer matchup for him. I don't know. If you do like him, then you're going to want to start Corey Davis, and you're definitely going to want to start Delaney Walker. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have it in me to uh, to start Mariota this week. I think he could. This that could be a thing where he's got a very high ceiling for the week. But I don't know. I don't know how much you can trust him. They're at home. That helps. 6,200, you guys take your chances, but I don't know. I think I'll be off of him this week, but you could, you could totally talk me into it. On Houston's side, though, really, you only want to take Hopkins. Maybe Miller, if he's healthy and good to go. Uh, I know he seems good to go for right now, but you never know. You never know, because he's going to get most of the carries. You, you don't know how much they're going to involve Ellington this week. Andre Ellington, not Bruce Ellington, excuse me. <laughs> Forgot there was two on that team. So if you want to start Ellington at 3,500, you can. Tennessee's pass defense is, uh, is, like I said, it's not good. But that's it. Receivers, uh, Delaney Walker, if you if you like Mariota this week. But I, the real major, major play, the big play is Hopkins. I, that's, a, that's a guy you want to have your team based around is DeAndre Hopkins as your big point guy. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons in the Dome facing another Dome team in the Minnesota Vikings. Both these teams have been on fire as of late. I, as I said earlier, have made Case Keenum my starting quarterback in fantasy, in season long, rather. He's played out of his mind the past couple weeks. He had his third biggest game of the year last week with two touchdowns, no picks, and 70% completion percentage. Also had 280 yards, so he was only 22, 28 yards away from the 300-yard bonus. Uh, also had a rushing touchdown. So the sky's the limit really for Keenum. The Falcons are kind of a middle-of-the-road defense. Not the greatest, but not the worst. Uh, but the Vikings' defense is more in the upper class of defenses but they're they're not as good as they were last year I'll tell you that much last year they they were the defense to have in fantasy but this year you know Xavier Rhodes is a great corner and I think that's gonna stifle Julio Jones a little bit I, I definitely think he'll do okay but for 8600 I will not be taking him on DraftKings if you want to take him go for it but you could justify it, but I don't think with Xavier Rhodes on him, and they have so many other options. I think this is a big Mohamed Sanu game. Whenever you have that really good corner on one side and average corner on the other side, it always is a big day for the second receiver, and I think Mohamed Sanu, who has had a very consistent season thus far, he's had, hasn't, has only had two games not in double digits, so Gotta like that. He's coming off his best game of the year. Even throwing a passing touchdown. Unbelievable. 
So I think Sanu is going to be big this week. Uh, Thielen at 7,500 in the slot. You could, you know, he's been very consistent all year. My three receivers in my season long are Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and Antonio Brown. So I've had a fantastic year (laughs) Um, watching Thielen just consistently get anywhere from five to eight catches for 75 to 110 yards a game, usually within that 90 yards a game range. Uh, Always a solid star. I think consistency-wise, you can't really do much better than that. Just getting the targets. Has had double-digit targets for um, five out of the last six weeks. He's been playing very, very well. And definitely worth a start if you have the cap space. Uh, Tevin Coleman. At 7,000, I'm not going to be near him on DraftKings. And I don't know how much you should start him in season long because Freeman, Devonta Freeman is coming back. Now, I don't know how much they're going to use him. Concussions are different with everybody, but if he's cleared the concussion protocol and he wants to play, it's not like he's physically damaged to any extent. You might have to worry in case he gets another concussion and has to be pulled out, but you hope that that doesn't happen. And at 5,700 on DraftKings, Minnesota's defense is pretty good against the run but you know I think it's worth a shot at 5700 I think that's a cheap price to take a flyer on him if you're if you're looking for a cheap running back that has some high upside definitely think Freeman's got the upside that's for sure um, but you know that's really it Vikings though last four games only 148 yards allowed on the ground so We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but the main big guys I would play from this game, if I was going to pick, I would definitely start Sanu. I would definitely... I, I would look into Thielen if you had the cash. If you wanted that to be your big receiver, you totally couldn't go wrong. I'd go Hopkins for for cheaper. But... Between Murray and McKinnon... It just depends on game flow. If you think it's going to be a shootout, it's probably going McKinnon's way. If you think... uh, The only thing that bugs me with that, though, is if they're throwing long passes down the field and there's pass interference and they end up on the goal line, that's Murray. So, honestly, it's a toss-up there. It just depends on what you like more out of your running back. If you you think there's going to be a lot of goal line situations, then you're going to go with Murray. If you think that there's going to be a lot of uh, open field pass-catching stuff, then McKinnon's your guy. Uh definitely all over the place with the Vikings. I think they're hot. You got to go with them. But Falcon side, yeah, nothing nothing particularly that I'm too interested with. So I'll go Vikings all the way here fantasy-wise. Start all your Vikings. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions heading to Baltimore to face the vaunted Baltimore Ravens. This defense In the beginning of the season, I drafted the Jacksonville Jaguars defense with my very last pick. And I had a situation where I was playing Mariota and they were playing Jacksonville and I made a stupid decision. I dropped the Jacksonville Jaguars defense and picked up the Ravens defense. And my thought process behind it was at least if I get, if I drop Jacksonville's defense, I won't be sad with the Ravens defense. And 
yes, Jacksonville has had an amazing year fantasy-wise, defensively. But the Ravens have been totally fine. They've had two shutouts. They have had six interceptions in the last four games. The three fumbles in the last four games. Very, very tough defense to go against. And Matt Stafford is not the same guy on the road that he is at home. And he's coming off an injury, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's severe, but I know that he is hurt to an extent. The He said he's injured his right ankle, but is, quote, feeling better. I don't know. He's at 5,800 on DraftKings. I will not be starting him against the Ravens defense. I think that's just silly. The better question is, are you going to start their receivers? Marvin Jones has emerged as a superstar. Another guy I drafted to start the year and then dropped. Uh, My season has been going great so far, but every time I look at the people I drop, it could have been better. I I got rid of Kamara. I got rid of Marvin Jones. I got rid of Jaguars defense. Holy Jesus. All right, anyways. uh, Marvin Jones had a 31-point game against Minnesota, who, for all intents and purposes, is a great passing defense. Is he a guy now that we can confidently say, okay, we'll start him against anybody. Will we start him will we start him against anybody, I guess except Jacksonville. But is he immune to matchups? This will be the test because like I said, Ravens defense very good against the pass. Just a very good defense overall. Likes to create turnovers. So who knows? But Marvin Jones against Xavier Rhodes last week had two touchdowns, and Matt Stafford threw it to him in double coverage. Didn't matter. So, we'll see. Honestly, I think this week, if it's going to be a big receiver, I think it's a Golden Tate week. I think they lost last week, and they just barely squeaked one out against Chicago the week before. And in both those games, Golden Tate had under... 40 yards the last game he only had seven yards kind of ridiculous i think they they recognize that tate's not involved as much and i think they get more golden tate targets as part of this week this week's offense but i i don't think i fantasy wise i think i'm going to stay away from this game entirely i don't think i'd start anybody except for maybe jones and tate if you're going to start them but even then that's only if you're doing multiple lineups um, season long. There's nobody I I don't know if I wouldn't start them. If you do have better options, go go for it. I would bench all these guys, including Marvin Jones. If you have if you have better options, if you don't, I mean this is the game where we're gonna find out whether Marvin Jones is a true stud. So we will see. But with Matt Stafford's ankle, he says it's all right. You never know until game time. We'll see. But honestly, fantasy-wise, I'm pretty much fading all of these guys. All right, next we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up to Green Bay to face the Packers at Lambeau. Honestly, weather permitting because it's Wisconsin and you never know, I think this game could be a shootout. You got Brett Hundley, who now, after having a couple of starts under his belt, is starting to really come alive here having his best fantasy day of the year last week against Pittsburgh of all teams and you have Jameis Winston returning 
hopefully if he's healthy, uh, if he's fully healthy, he could come out and have a good game because both of these defenses are terrible. Yes, Jameis Winston is confirmed to start, but you never know about that shoulder. He's tried to come back before and then he played horrible. But if he's really healthy now, this is the Mike Evans game. I could see Mike Evans having a 40-point game much like an Antonio Brown or a Julio Jones. I think this is the game. Just lock Mike Evans into your lineups. There's a couple of locks. He's one of them. Mike Evans is for sure, weather permitting, if there, if weather is not an issue and there's no serious wind or anything like that, and they can throw the ball, Mike Evans. I could, I could see him going off for 40 points this week. Easily. Um, Devontae Adams, always good to have in this spot. He's been Hunley's favorite target. Even Jordy Nelson, because he's a big body. Uh, Tampa Bay obviously does bad against most receivers, but they really have had trouble against big bodied receivers, as you can see with Julio, things like that. I, I, I think even though Jordy Nelson has not played well without Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to start him, this is the week to start him at 4,400. This is a guy who is going for probably double that to start the year. So just very interesting. Uh, Jamal Williams, another good start, 4,700. If you're looking for somebody who's going to get a lot of volume, Ty Montgomery did not practice today. Does not look like he's going to play this weekend. If that changes and Montgomery plays, then, you know, all bets are off with Williams. But if it's just him again, you saw what he could do. He put up 29 points. He got two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to get two touchdowns this game, but you never know. He might if he gets the volume. So, I like everybody in this game. Everybody. Even Jaquiz Rogers. If Doug Martin doesn't play, all in on Jaquiz Rogers at 4,300. So, Doug Martin's still in the concussion protocol, so we will see on him. Jaquiz Rogers can play, though. At 4,300, he, he could get a touchdown in this game, definitely. I, I really think this game is going to be a shootout. Really do. Really like all my offensive players in this game. Up next, we have the... Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Indianapolis Colts in Jacksonville. And I've been looking at Indy's roster, and honestly, I can't find one Colt to justify playing. Maybe Jack Doyle, but I think it's just going to be a slaughter. The last time Indianapolis played Houston, or played uh, Jacksonville, excuse me, the score was 27 to nothing. Brissett had 11 points. He got sacked 10 times, which was the second time this year that the Jaguars got 10 sacks in a game. I just don't see it being much different than that. Leonard didn't get to play that game because he was injured. So I'm thinking this is going to be a huge Leonard Fournette game as Jacksonville's going to have a big lead and all they're going to want to do is run the ball. If I'm completely wrong and Jacksonville for some reason lets up scores, which I just... I seriously doubt, but let's say I'm wrong, then it's Bortles. Bortles is going to crush this Jacksonville secondary. They just lost Rashawn Melvin, lost Rashawn Melvin, who was really helping them in the passing game, and now he has a broken hand. So it looks like 
Marquise Lee is going to have a bounce back, bounce back week after going up against Patrick Peterson, who held them to one catch for 13 yards on two targets. So definitely expect that. If Alan Hearns comes back, then he might even be worthy of a, of a start if you're looking for something cheap. D.D. Westbrook sitting there at 4,100. So, you know, there are options here on Jacksonville, but I would not take any Colts, especially not Brissett or T.Y. Hilton. If you have T.Y. Hilton in your, sing, in your season long, the season that he has had so far suggests that against this kind of a matchup, you cannot start him. You can only start him against historically bad matchups. Three games he's had that are over 10 points this year. He's only had three. Houston, Cleveland, and San Francisco, who are all top five worst at pass defense. So definitely I would bench T.Y. season long and would not start him in DraftKings or any kind of daily fantasy. Don't think he's going to have a good week against Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye. All right, up next we have another return of a wide receiver. His name is Josh Gordon. He plays for the Cleveland Browns, and they are going to L.A. to face the Chargers. I don't think this debut is going to be very good, or this return, rather, is going to be very good. I think that the Chargers have been on a roll lately. I think that Deshaun Kaiser is a horrific quarterback and will not be able to get Josh Gordon the ball in opportunistic situations and for daily fantasy he's with such a low floor where he could just get a big goose egg I don't know it's just not worth a play I I don't think the matchup is in his favor at all it's no good the only person on the Browns I would consider playing is Duke Johnson he's gotten at least five targets in every game he's played since week six He's gotten at least 10 points in all but two of those games, and in total three for the entire season. Outside of that, he's gotten above 10 points, and he's always under five grand. So it's worth a shot to take him. He'll definitely get his looks. The Chargers allow a lot of underneath stuff to the running back, which is which is why I think he'll probably still be fine. He'll have a good game. I like Duke Johnson. Proudly sits on my bench on my season-long team. <laughs> uh, must starts. I, you can never go wrong with Keenan Allen the past couple weeks. He's hasn't gone. He's had a 43-point game and a 37-point game. He's bound to come back to earth, but he was due for some. He was due for some big games after disappointing most of the season. I think he'll probably be good for 20 points this week against the Browns, but the the number one start is Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry finally had a, a like a very respectable tight end game. Five catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Good for 18 fantasy points. I think he keeps that going against the one of the top three worst defenses against the tight end in the league. And... It's been, even if you're not a good player, you can have success against the Browns if you're a tight end. So those are my, those are definitely 
my must starts. My only must start here is Hunter Henry. I think you got to start Hunter Henry. There's a bunch of good tight end choices this week, but not for the price that Hunter Henry is at. I think that's a shoe in to really make a killing in DraftKings. Up next, we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers and what has become all about the running backs. There are three great ones in this game. Christian McCaffrey, who apparently is injured, didn't practice today. Uh, We're recording this on a Wednesday. Didn't practice today. Uh, Coach Ron Rivera said, quote, we'll see tomorrow. We don't expect McCaffrey to miss Sunday against the Saints, but obviously it's worth monitoring. McCaffrey is second to Le'Veon Bell in catches this year. Yes, he's second to only Le'Veon Bell in catches this year. Uh, Coach says he's going to be fine. It looks like it's just a precautionary matter. He's my start of this game. Uh, I love McCaffrey this week. They keep getting him more and more involved in the offense. He keeps pushing his personal performance higher and higher and getting better and better. And at 7,200, I want one of these running backs, and I think he's going to be the one that I would take. Uh, Either him or Ingram. But as much as I like Alvin Kamara, I can't justify spending 8,400 of salary on a guy who touched the ball last week a grand total between catching and running 11 times that's it oh he only touched it 11 times he turned those 11 touches into 188 yards and two touchdowns combined between receiving and running but you can't expect that to happen every week he's not gonna have 17 yards per carry every week it's there's just no way so he's got to come back to earth at some point and in a spot where I could get Ingram for $500 cheaper and he's last week was the first week where he really had a slump other than that he's been having fantastic games and an overall fantastic season he's been getting touchdowns he's been doing very very well since they traded Adrian Peterson so I'm gonna go with Ingram at 7900 but the the if I had to choose between those two but the real play here is Christian McCaffrey at 7,200. I don't, I don't want to play Funchess, even though also Funchess is now injured. He didn't practice today due to a toe injury, but he injured it last week against the Jets. But I wouldn't play Cam. I, I just think they know they know Cam too well in this division. I don't think I don't I think Cam is going to be held relatively in check, especially if Funchess is out. That's really it. I, I I would go McCaffrey. McCaffrey or Michael Thomas at 6,900, which is somehow, I think that's like the cheapest he's been in a while. Yeah, he's been 7,000 all season. So this is the cheapest he's been at 6,900. He, he's good for seven catches and 75 yards every game. So he's guaranteed to get you about 15 points. So for 6,900, you get a guaranteed 15 points. Probably has a ceiling of 25 if he can get a, if he can get a touchdown. Most of the time, he gets 15 points without scoring a touchdown. So, if he can find his way into the end zone for a change, all of a sudden you're looking at a 20-point game for 6,900. That's pretty damn good. So, Thomas and McCaffrey are my two big-time plays from the Panthers at the Saints. All right. Now we have the decimated and 
defeated and destroyed and nobody could be happier about it than me new york giants <laughs> going up against the oakland raiders who are beaten battered and suspended in their own right uh so the giants benched eli manning this week which in my opinion is about i don't know seven years too late at least i never liked him always thought he sucked always thought he was overrated will always be overrated especially in new york because of those two rings that he won by the skin of his teeth but now he's getting benched for geno smith so i guess that's uh that's the way the cookie crumbles i'm sure eli will find his way to jacksonville or one of those teams that really needs just some slightly upgraded consistency of the quarterback position but geno smith is starting for the giants and that means my sneaky defense this week is the raiders they played well last week against paxton lynch who had his first start and geno smith hasn't played real football since 2014 probably it's been a significant period of time yeah 2014 was the last time he was a starter and he is not a great quarterback and they don't have a lot of options so i think this is going to be all raiders at home uh now on the offensive side for oakland there's two guys that should absolutely get the start number one is jared cook the new york giants gave up a touchdown to tight ends in 10 straight weeks and somehow that was broken that streak was broken by travis kelsey who's a fantastic tight end but i think that streak picks back up this week because jared cook is the only starting healthy receiving option that jared that jared carr that that Derek carr can throw to so i'm definitely going to go jared cook in a bunch of lineups at only 5400 he's a steal and the other one's marshawn lynch I think this was the plan with Marshawn all along. I think the plan with Marshawn was to save him for late in the season when they need the wins to make the playoffs and then ultimately in the playoffs. I think that's what they've been waiting for. He's He hasn't had a lot of attempts until this past week where he had 26 carries and he, and he got a touchdown. He get, finished with 20 points. I think he gets another 20-point performance this week, maybe even two touchdowns. I think it's super easy for him to tear through this defense and this team in general that's i i think given up at 4800 marshawn lynch is a steal and i will definitely be having a raider lineup with cook and lynch all right the last game on the main slate listed is the la rams going to arizona to face the cardinals now adrian peterson didn't practice this week and honestly if adrian peterson doesn't play i think that's better for the cardinals because i don't i think they're going to be forced to go with blaine gabbert and i i think blaine gabbert's good call me crazy he said two weeks now one against jacksonville where he's put up 240 yards he had two touchdowns he won them the game and i uh cardinals bruce Cardinals coach Bruce Arians said it's a possibility Blink Gabbert will be the starting quarterback next season if Palmer retires. That's where they're at with him. That's the latest news on Blaine Gabbert. So I think they're going to 
turn the keys over to him, if, especially if Peterson doesn't play. If Peterson doesn't play, if, if you play DraftKings and you don't have a Blaine Gabbert lineup, you're just you're just not thinking with your head. You gotta start him. I think I think he's proven himself. Obviously, you pair him up with Fitzgerald. Uh, you could even throw in Seals Jones. He's had two straight games now with Gabbert, where he's getting targets and he's making plays. 17, 17 points this past week. Two weeks ago, he had twenty. I think it's I think you can play him. I think he's I think he's ready to to get unleashed. I think they're gonna turn the keys over to him. And on the Rams side, the Rams for fantasy and especially daily fantasy have been a blessing. They always put up points. The Jared Goff is firing on all cylinders. He is coming off a very, very nice looking victory against the Saints where he had 350 yards and two touchdowns. I I would I'm going to go I I'm definitely going to have a lineup with Gabbert and a lineup with Goff and probably just game stack this entire game cuz I I'll have Cup, I'll have Fitzgerald. Hopefully I'll have Peterson. If not Peterson, I'm definitely taking Todd Gurley. That'll be my expensive guy. I think if you have 8200, I think he's safe to play at 8,200 against this Cardinals defense. Really, the only person I wouldn't want to play in this game is Sammy Watkins because Patrick Peterson is going to lock him up. But outside of that, I think you'd be safe with any any player that's consistently getting targets or carries for each team. All right, we fit the primetime games. Sunday night, Eagles, Seahawks. Both quarterbacks are the highest-priced players in DraftKings. And if I had to choose between the two, I think I'm going to go Russell Wilson and here's why. I like Carson Wentz, and if you want to do a Wentz-Ertz-Jeffrey lineup, go for it. I think you'll be successful. This game will probably end up being a shootout. If you wanted to game stack it even, I think you'd probably be okay doing that. I just think Russell Wilson has to do more for his team than Carson Wentz does. Russell Wilson is not just the quarterback, but he's also the main running back for this team. He's putting up 70, 80 yard games. He's rushing at least, he's rushed at least five to 10 times in the last four weeks. He's, he's all over the place. He's doing everything. He's like Superman for them. So for, for this matchup against an Eagles defense, that's pretty good. I don't know. Russell Wilson makes miracles happen, so I'd probably go Wilson. But if you're playing smart, probably you might have to go Wentz. But I think the riskier play would be Wilson. I think it'll pay off because I think it'll have low ownership. I think everybody's going to be on Wentz against the depleted Seattle secondary. Um, that's the only thing I'd be worried about in that matchup. McKissick is always a good option. Another team that gives up underneath but nothing over the top. McKissick should be there for little screen passes here and there. But outside of that, I, I'm I don't feel comfortable starting the Philly running backs yet. I, I never know which one is going to have the most volume. Ajay is still being worked in. He's only going for forty eight hundred, so if they feel co- totally comfortable going with the Jai this week, you probably hit the jackpot because that's a very, very, very good value pick. But uh, again, you d- you never know. And, of course, you could go Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham has more targets in the red zone uh, over the past four weeks than anybody. He's got almost 20. 
so all all kinds of good options here it just depends on how much you think of philadelphia's defense and last but not least we have our monday night game the triple b's brown bell and ben going up against aj green and joe mixon who went off against the browns but the cincinnati Bengals. i would not i would you know what i would take a chance starting joe mixon if you were doing that sunday monday night primetime slate and you needed some salary to to make some room for other people Joe Mixon at 5,100 is not too bad. Tyler Croft at 3,300 is uh, pretty darn good because they do look for him frequently, especially towards the red zone. They like to play action it to Mixon and then give it to Croft. That's how he gets his touchdowns. Uh, A.J. Green, always a good matchup to go against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has, has let some strange passing displays happen, like Brissett threw it all over the place on them, for example. Um, but... I think you'd be good starting AJ. I can't justify starting Antonio Brown in this matchup. He always does poorly against the Bengals for his standards. And the only reason he had a reasonable game against them last time is because he scored a touchdown. But it was below average. It was only 16 points. He was projected to get 20. I wouldn't start Antonio Brown in this matchup. If Juju plays... And you, you want to keep in that Steelers flames of how hot their offense has been, then I would go Juju or I'd go Martavis Bryant at 4,500. Especially if Juju doesn't play, then Martavis Bryant becomes a lock on that primetime slate. But, and Le'Veon Bell at 9,400 against Cincinnati. They're a very, they're good, a very good defense, and that team knows uh, the Steelers very well. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go at that price. I would try and get people in the Seahawks-Eagles game on this slate. All right, that does it for this weekend's forecast. Uh, I wish you guys good luck in all your fantasy endeavors for the weekend as we reach the playoffs in fantasy. So, wish you guys good luck, and I will talk to you guys very, 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 very soon. Definitely be sure to like, share, and subscribe if you reach the end. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Peace, dudes.